1: experts say that something called social capital is a vital part of the community safety net but guess what nevada is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to this valuable resource so what is social capital and why are we so low on reserves in the valley Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we welcome commentator Kim Foster, whose latest book, The Meth Lunches, hits on the theme of how and why neighbors have to help neighbors and why, when it comes to social capital, Las Vegas is in dire need of a really big investment. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm David Figler. And here's what Las Vegas is talking about. So we know what capital capital is. That's money. Mm -hmm. But what is social capital? Could you sum it up in just like a sentence or two?
0: Sure. So social capital is the connection between people that gives you reciprocity and trust. Mm. So it's basically a feeling that you have about where you live. And so, for instance... Do you live in a place where, if somebody is laying on your front yard, passed out, do you call the police or do you go check on them? Um, if there is that, is that an- the
1: spectrum, Kim, there or or some point in between measures how much social capital that person on the lawn has, or you as the homeowner?
0: Well, it matters how you see the world that you live in, uh. so it if you feel a great deal of trust and you live in a place in which you feel that people are good and they're just doing their best and that you are also a person who helps your neighbor, then you're going to have a different view of and in different interactions with people.
1: Okay, so what would be like a super basic example of social capital that maybe everyone has?
0: Being able to walk across the street and borrow olive oil from your neighbor, okay. Without having to go to Smiths, is is being able to ask someone for something and have it given to you, is social capital.
1: Okay, so it's this sort of idea of neighborliness. Is that it's
0: neighborliness, but mm-hmm. it's also bigger than that because if you look at a citywide issue, if all of our problems are being solved, for instance, by policing or by picking up the homeless and throwing them in, 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 in jail, um, those things tend to give us low social capital because they permeate an entire community and they create a sense of distrust and a lack of reciprocity.
1: So what are some examples of social capital in action here in Las Vegas?
0: Well, Your partner Ray, for example, runs a really fantastic, uh, food pantry out in Summerlin. Just the fact that she understood that there might be people in Summerlin, which is an affluent community, might actually be struggling is a really great example of social capital. So one of the components of it is when people who are low income and people who are high income have relationships. Because what we know from the research is that Just being friends with somebody who has money can actually give you um, a lot of clout Mm. and a lot of access to things that they have.
1: I mean, with the um, example that you gave of my partner, Ray, I mean, she's not Mm -hmm. neighbors with or friends with those folks. The institution she works for is basically a church that sponsors the pantry, Desert Spring Methodist. Um, they have that relationship. Is this more of a church thing than a uh, an individual thing sometimes?
0: Well, churches represent a particular kind of uh, social capital. So one of the things, there might be a high degree of social capital inside that church organization, but if they're not out in the world connecting with other people, and um, that's actually, there's a very specific term for that, and it's called bridging. Hmm. So the church people might bond together. That's also a very specific thing, bonding within the group. But unless you go out into the community and want to to share some of that goodness that you have with that group, then that's called bridging. And that's a component of social capital. You have to bridge into the community in order for it to be social capital. Okay. Uh, you know, an example that
1: kind of comes to mind, I've heard this uh, expressed in Relation with social capital is like when there is a major disaster in the community, whether it be an earthquake or a fire or whatever, that if mm-hmm. people know or interact or feel comfortable with the, say, elderly woman on the corner and they realize that she has not emerged from the house, that they would go check on her. And in that case, like social capital saves lives. Correct. Interesting. That's
0: totally true. Yes, that's totally true. But what happens, but it's it's even more social capital if you just know on a daily basis that that older woman would really benefit from having a meal brought to her or Mm. somebody could drive her to the doctor's office instead of her taking the bus.
1: So we're really looking at her quality of life as social capital affects
0: her. Yes, because one of the problems we have in our society is that the rich are very very much hoarding their social capital in a sort of you know private luxury public squalor kind of way. So that for instance billionaires don't want to pay taxes to make the roads better, you know, because they're flying in their private jets and they're taking helicopters and it's not going to really better their life, right? So A lot of times what we see is that people who have social capital hoard it. And when they hoard it, they're not dispersing it to other places in the population.
1: Mm. So going back to our example of our our elderly woman, she might not be wealthy with money, but she could be wealthy with social capital. Conversely, there might be others who have a lot of money and social capital and are hoarding both.
0: Correct. Yes, absolutely. That's correct.
1: Wow. So how do we even measure social capital, Kim?
0: So- It's actually a very complex science, and there's a lot of uh, discussion within the sociological community around this, and there's different thoughts and thinkers about this. But basically what we're looking at is how involved inside the community, the city, people are, as opposed to having, um, so for instance, voting is actually being a like a a voter is, a, is participation a form of social capital.
1: In elections. Particip-
0: civil participation mm. is really, really important. How many people show up to that public forum, that community meeting about the neighborhood? Those things are all determine how much social capital an area has. So okay. there, there's all kinds of metrics for that.
1: N- name some more. I'm curious because that that's interesting. Voting, participating in public forums.
0: So it's also uh, not sitting on your phone and video scrolling. It's uh, volunteering. Volunteering is a really major component mm. in social capital. So if you don't volunteer, you're not contributing to the social com- capital in your community. So um, we know that um, places with high degrees of social capital have a lot of homogeneity. We know that like so they tend to be racially ethnically and economically the same and they also tend to have a lot of volunteer engagement they're showing up in the community they're showing up and showing up is one of the biggest ways to create social capital in your community
1: Hey, it's David Figler, and one of my favorite food festivals is coming back to town. It's Vegas Unstripped over at the Palms Hotel on Saturday, May 18th. Over two dozen chefs from some of Las Vegas' most talked-about restaurants creating original, unique menu items they've never made before. Chef creativity at its best. We're talking chefs from Partage, Esther's Kitchen, Milpa, EDO, and more, including this year's James Beard Award finalist, Steve All right. Well, now let's hit the bad news. Uh, In in 2018, there was a congressional committee that put together a report measuring social capital by state. Um, In 2010, UNLV did a study. In 2023, just recently, there was another report. They all looked at Nevada and Nevada is either (laughs) in the bottom five or at the bottom. Why is that, Kim? I mean, now, like 13 years of looking at this idea of social capital, and Nevada still hasn't improved. What's up?
0: Okay. So, places, states that do have a high degree of social capital do tend to be more um, homogenous. So, states like Utah, Utah is a great example. They are rated actually as one of the states that have the most social capital. So, um, you'll find that because there's um, a lot of uh, Mormonism, and so there's a that religious connection. Back to and the it also tends, thing. yeah, back to the church thing. And it also happens to be very white. We know the Mormon community is incredibly active. Like when um, something happens to, you know, if there's um, one person who has like maybe they're a writer or whatever, they're writing books, people go out and buy those books. They show up for like that that person, right? Mm -hmm. So that's going to create a lot of social capital. Um, They're also able to bridge those things into the larger communities. So people who aren't Mormon tend to benefit from that. Um, So when you look at Nevada, we're economically, ethnically, and socially um, very diverse, Uh, But but we do have
1: a lot of those religious groups here. I mean, certainly Latter-day Saints are a big force here. Uh, A lot of different ethnicities are represented here, but they're also, in a lot of ways, bonded in a community that is appreciable. Um, So where are we still falling short?
0: We're falling short in the fact that we rely really heavily on policing to manage social problems, that we use jail as a mental health facility, that we are basically moving the homeless around, that we don't have enough affordable housing, uh, that there's a housing deficit. And uh, those things create a situation where there's a lot of distrust in the community because people don't trust that they will land safely in a Mm. certain place. And that's what it is. It's all about trust and reciprocity. Will I be okay? Will someone take care of me? Will someone be there for me? Will someone step out and help me?
1: I guess the expression always has been it takes a village, not it takes a bigger law enforcement agency.
0: (laughs) Well, that's actually one of the things that really dilutes our social capital because we rely on it so heavily to create, um, to manage our our problems. And I think it's easier in a place that's a lot more homogenous, but that's not a reason that we shouldn't be trying to do that. And that bridging thing that I talked about earlier is really important. If the Church of Latter-day Saints is not in the Vegas community helping people who are not actually members of the church, then they're just really a bonded group who's not who might have social capital, but it's going to stay within their little group. It's not going to become something that we can all take advantage of.
1: Yeah. And getting back um, to those so food instance, pantries, those those are for everybody. I mean, there's not a single food pantry to my knowledge in town that would exclude people that aren't part of that group. I mean, certainly that's true with the one that we just talked about.
0: But we also find that we have less social capital because we don't have things like grange dinners or church dinners or where the whole community comes out for that, right? It's Mm -hmm. not just those things really, really help our social capital. Even now when we have neighborhood parties, we invite food trucks, so we don't have 3 days of like little old ladies cooking in the like church commissary like preparing for this like big event that's going to happen right where we're chatting and you know sharing recipes and connecting and like the and kids are in there and helping stories gossip and everything and stories yeah, yeah and all that stuff is is really creates a trust in the community mm. um like the guy who um Robert Putnam who wrote a lot about social capital, um, and is probably the father of social capital, talked a lot about how even
1: right the bowling alone. Yeah, the bowling
0: alone guy, yes, Mm. absolutely. And he talked a lot about how even like TV changed social capital, right? Like that we stayed inside and watched TV or that we're on our phones in a line. Instead of talking to the person behind me, if I get bored, I whip out my phone and I look at you know, what's going on on TikTok, but I'm not like engaged in my community in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The earbuds in the in the gym factor. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. That's it. I mean, all those things make a difference.
1: Yeah. And I I guess, you know, uh, everyone laments the screens today, but I don't know if this was a Southwestern thing. Where where were you raised? East Coast. East Coast. And I was raised here in Las Vegas. Uh, I spent a lot of time latchkey in front of the television. Uh, we didn't go out and play a lot. I mean, so I would imagine that takes away from social capital. Is is that a Southwestern thing or is that just a generational thing that has only gotten worse?
0: No, it's probably a very, it's probably a generational thing. And I think like, for instance, like I see my son making, having a group of friends online and that is a group with a lot of social capital. They help each other out in like a video gaming way and talk to each other about their problems and stuff like that. So that's a form of social capital, but it's also bonded. It doesn't it's not bridged into the community unless they're welcoming other people into their group. Then that social capital doesn't get spread around.
1: Yeah. And young gamers. So. Uh high reputation for welcoming outsiders and people who aren't like them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> all right.
1: Well, how, how can a place like Las Vegas bank a little social capital for when we need it most?
0: Know your neighbors is really the thing I say to people all the time when we talk about social capital. Like the other day, a woman moved in about a month ago and I said to her, and I didn't think she'd take me up on it. And I said, if you ever find that you don't have something and you're like, need it. Just pop over and say hi and get it. Mm -hmm. And I'll be damned. But she did. And that led to a conversation. And then she brought over homemade tortillas that she made. And now we have a relationship right? Like to thank me for giving her baking soda, she gave me food. And now I have to reciprocate, right? It's great. So I have to make her something and bring it over to her. And that's like created a thing or watching somebody's kid or checking in on the elderly woman or uh, having your kid walk somebody's dog. All those little tiny things make this community so much better. And just even knowing people is such a big deal.
1: Kim, I want your take on this. I mean, so much hyper-focus, especially in the last couple of years, is on the development and betterment and growth of the area around the Strip. Um, Yes. You know, and, and we brag about how good it is or we lament how it's not good enough. But is that something that is dangerous for the accumulation of social equity to focus on a big tourist corridor and maybe forget about those neighborhoods?
0: This is a great question because I believe that retail actually diminishes, can diminish a lot of social capital, particularly when it's bad retail. So when you look at like, you know, loan shark places and things like that, right? Like pawn shops, things like that, that's more obvious. But even like going to a place like Henderson and seeing a Bed Bath & Beyond next to fast food, next to a Lowe's, next to, you know, there's not a lot of. Every time you have a new store, you have less green space, you have less like community organizations, you have less opportunity for gathering. So for me, when I go out to Henderson, I I, no friends against Henderson, I love Henderson, but they'll go to certain places where people are like, Oh, I love living there. They love living there because it's really a quick trip to a particular store Hmm. to buy these things. But the, the, the bulk of our community living is about living with other people. It's, that's where the richness comes. And the more we invest in that, the more we have parks and places to gather, the better our communities are going to be and the stronger they're going to be.
1: Let's go this route. Assuming that we could bank some more social capital, mm-hmm. do you see some things coming up in the near future where we may need to spend it?
0: Ooh, tell me more about your question. I don't really understand. What do you well, want? Like, to tell me, this is when, interesting.
1: Is there, does there become a time in a community when, you know, the reserve of social capital really needs to be tapped into? And do you see any things on the horizon in our city, any developments in our city where we better get our, you know, shit together and get some more social capital uh, floating around all parts of the
0: valley? Oh, this is fascinating. And I didn't see this coming. Um, let's see. Um, I'm wondering if we could be using social capital to maybe increase some of the support for the unhoused hmm. uh, in our neighborhoods, that we could rely less on policing, that we could form community groups that could deal with things before they get to a more judicial and legislative response, because we really have a lot of control over our communities. And so if we could be harnessing some of that to create our own little island where social capital is like our thing, it's what we do, we're purposeful about it and about the initiatives around that, then I think we could actually bank social capital and we could have little areas that really pop and bristle with a kind of connection and trust that maybe we couldn't get as a city as a whole or a state as a whole. Hmm.
1: I wonder if there's people out there listening right now who are like, you know what, Kim Foster, you got a great heart. (laughs) It's so big and wonderful and you're so thoughtful, but let's be real. Uh, None of us are going to go and go bond or form trusts with the homeless people that we're, we're seeing out on the street in front of our gas stations, whatever, we're going to avoid eye contact. If we do anything, we'll give them a dollar just so they kind of get out of our way. So uh, it's nice to be a dreamer, but that's not the reality. How would you respond to that?
0: Well, it doesn't have to be an unhoused person if that's not your jam. So, for instance, uh, the New York Times recently had a story about a young woman who was low income and her best friend was high income. And just being at her house, the woman who was low income um, ended up finding out that her friend was going to go to SAT prep. Her mother had no idea about SAT prep. She Mm -hmm. didn't either. Mm -hmm. She didn't know there were classes. And so she took that information and she went home and her mother signed her up for SAT prep classes. And now she's like a lawyer and she's doing great. And she credits it, that, that disconnect, like that, that connection with actually creating like a different pathway for her in her life so it may not be with people who are unhoused it could be with welcoming you know a lot of different maybe it means welcoming that troubled teenager into your house instead of seeing that kid is like i don't want my kid hanging out with him maybe it's about welcoming that kid in and finding out what's going on with him and creating like a thing of trust so that you can support him so that he isn't out there fighting or doing drugs or whatever, you know, and that kind of thing. Those things actually make a community better, and so you don't have to. You don't have to talk to the unhoused if you don't want to. There is a lot of ways to skin the cat.
1: I, I guess at the at the basic level, it's just about thinking broader than the little bubble that we might put around ourselves, huh?
0: Absolutely, get out of the bubble.
1: Get out of the bubble. Kim Foster, always a pleasure talking with you thoughtfully about our city. Um, Thanks for coming back on CityCast Las Vegas.
0: I love being here. Thanks so much.
1: And that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. If you enjoyed the show, hey, go tell a friend. That could be a very important bond in a lot of ways. Rate the show too, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Till then, stay lucky. Where do you see us needing to spend that social capital? My God.
0: (laughs) Just say capital.
1: I get it.